0: You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now.
1: Hello and welcome to The Kylo Show. Here we are. It's just the two of us. I know. For today.
0: I know. Feels kind of
1: (laughs) different. Foreign? Yeah. It's been a while. It's just the two of
0: us. We used to have a crowd here.
1: Yeah, we have had a crowd, but good people. Yes. So we're uh, back at it. Just going to have some big conversations coming up here. We are Right. It's, uh, do you have any jokes to tell us now? Because it's, the conversation is going to get yeah. a little bit heavy. <laughs>
0: uh, not yet, no. Just, okay. uh, I'll just <laughs> save my dad jokes for oh, the middle. There you go. Yeah.
1: Well, that was a little bit of a, a window into what we'll be talking about. Uh-huh. Maybe not dad jokes, but we are um, we're gonna we're gonna do a series addressing and talking about the fatherlessness that's yeah. going on.
0: Big problem. Big problem. A ginormous problem. Mm-hmm. Like uh, shy of global revival,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, or at yeah. least national yeah. revival. That it, it is maybe the biggest biggest hole in our raft yeah is the whole issue of missing fathers in the home Mm. yeah like every every element of society is affected by it and uh especially our kids you know especially uh children growing up and looking around the, the the landscape and they don't they don't see a dad they don't see really an example of masculinity in front of them mm. and uh I, the stats are just staggering you know how just look it up you you if you haven't heard these stats yet you know the idea that um a missing masculine leadership in your home leads to Four times more likely that you're going to, you as a child will end up in poverty.
2: That's crazy. Four times
0: more likely. uh, More likely to end up in prison, more likely Mm -hmm. to end up on drugs, more likely to end up, you know, and it's not just like a a few percent, it's just staggering Mm -hmm. how this setup is just killing our children.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And then it becomes, a justification. Then, then you start hearing teaching and training in universities and in the media, and eventually, it just becomes a goal for men to be so self-centered
2: hmm.
0: that you would just abandon the role of being a father. Yeah, the
1: big hole in our raft was a good description of the. Scary, that's before us.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it's uh, as you read through these things, and and you you start to learn that dads are this incredibly stabilizing force in a family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you would never pick it up on any any presentation of a father. Probably, you know, maybe. Maybe the '80s, somewhere in there, where we just we lost the the framework of a father presenting uh, his role as a protector, his role as a provider, mm-hmm. uh, and even the, you know a a peacemaker, a uh, you know like leading the children towards let's protect our family, let's protect our identity. You know, when I was a kid, the Brady Bunch. You know, mm-hmm. now we make fun of the Brady Bunch like it was just a bunch of r- twisted knuckleheads that were naive. You're like, no, no, <laughs> I that, don't the Brady bunch yeah, thing. that dad was leading that blended family mm-hmm. to a unit again and again and again. Uh, the mom and dad they were they were the stabilizing force of all these all the dynamics of a. Wild, mm-hmm. oh, you know, wild time.
1: Yeah, I didn't grow up with the Brady Bunch, so I don't, um, I don't. All I remember is the introduction with all their faces and mm-hmm. looking at each other, which I think is funny because we're doing that on Zoom call now. But
0: yeah, this is a this is yeah, yeah that they the were Hollywood Squares, uh-huh. Hollywood Squares, and. Yeah.
1: But I remember uh, there was a show called Step by Step when I was growing up. Oh. That was a bl- blended family, and um, and then Family Matters, like TGIF, was mm-hmm. the Friday night sitcoms that would come on and all of those shows portrayed the father as um as the protector as um this this voice that was consistent that was set a boundary a support role to the mom I mean all of those shows that I remember watching as a kid mm-hmm. had this um had high value for a family unit that had two parents in the home Mm -hmm. that were partners in creating a safe place, going after uh, developing and maturing their children, even if they were blended or not. But that's what I remember from sitcoms, which more and more you see shows on that are single parents, usually moms Mm -hmm. with just her kids.
0: Yeah. that, That was a partridge family for us, you know? The Partridge family was this this single mom. It was super cool, and and it was you know kind of yeah. They're identifying that yeah. There's there's a divorced family out there. There's a single mom. I'm raised by a single mom. Mm -hmm. My mom's working her head off, and she's doing her best to be the stabilizing force. But um, I I really have no man lessons in in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I'm a boy teaching myself to be a man and it's not going well no. because i'm just a boy that's getting older
1: that's a crazy thought if you just the the reality of not having um that masculine example in front of you and it being left to your own to develop uh and not having a mentor be able to step in and fill that role to give you an example cuz i i mean you had kind of a crazy upbringing with a lot of different men that came through, but none of them, there's only one that you've ever talked about that kind of actually took the time and really engaged you into trying to be that place. Which
0: is, you know, it's a different planet when a a man steps into your life. So I'm, my my parents divorce when I'm five-ish, you know, so we go five until 12, so six years without a man in the house, a bunch of boyfriends, you know, Mm -hmm. show up on Mm -hmm. the scene and they're (coughs) they're whatever, you know, they're there. We're just kind of scared of them. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of like, uh,
1: Staying out of the way. We're
0: like, we're like cats, uh, watching the owner get a new dog and we're just kind of like, what the heck? You know, and the dog's walking around the house and, peeing on the couch and on the door and whatever, and then they leave.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the cats come back out again. You're like, hey, okay, we can sleep in the chair again. And then here comes another dog. We're like, oh gosh, we gotta back up. And that was my life as a kid was I'll I'm, I'm a cat, I'll never become a dog.
2: Mm.
0: You know, I just I'm just scared of them. And then my mom marries a guy and he takes an interest in training these boys to be men so i was 12 so it's like a it's like a perfect time Mm -hmm. i'm mom my body's changing and i'm (laughs) i'm out there splitting firewood and he's taking me out hunting and we're shooting guns and he's uh you know (laughs) i remember first time i I ever got drunk was at thirteen. Here's a beer. Here's a beer.
2: <laughs>
1: Maybe so, not the example of. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, it was.
0: It was like I'm sitting out there with the boys drinking beer, and it was like, okay, this is a, this is be, I'm becoming a man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm learning to associate with other men. I'm learning to uh, behave. I'm transitioning to manhood. So that was three years. So 12 to 15 years old. A lot happened in my man lessons. A whole bunch of them I had to unlearn. But I learned a bunch of stuff in that spot. And then, boom, 15, they divorce and I'm on my own again.
1: What is in that season, like, because we're talking about the likeliness of poverty, going to prison, getting someone pregnant. I mean, you had him for those three years. What was the – you getting in trouble before having him and after him and then during him? Like, did you steer away from some of those more problematic situations when you had him in your life? Was there more consequences you feel drawn to, I don't know, making proud of you? Uh, Was there a different pull during that season? Because just looking at these stats, like what when you had a dad in your life in that season, did it change how you behaved?
0: Uh, Well, it's kind of funny. Both times I ever got arrested (laughs) was uh, (laughs) during those years. Okay, you know, and uh, it's kind of funny. I I remember when your mom first found out that (laughs) I went to jail. I said, "Yeah, we were sitting around a table with some friends." I said, "Yeah, the first time I got arrested," and your mom says, "What?"
1: The first time, yeah,
0: we have been married like thirty years. <laughs> what
2: did you just say,
0: I said, honey? I told you this. You did not tell me this. But both times I got arrested as a, a teenager. One was for vandalism, and one was for a minor in possession of alcohol. Hmm. So I, you know, I I was supposed to be smarter than that, and but there was a dad there
2: mm-hmm.
0: to. Say knock it off.
2: Yeah, that's
0: you know, pull your stuff together. You're blowing it, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, oh, geez, you know, and you're gonna clean up your mess, and you're gonna act like a man. And so I had to, I got, on, I was on probation for a year. I had to go to this company that I vandalized, and I had to, you know, do community service basically. And I was out there, but I felt like a total. Dreg, you know i was just such a, a, a full of shame just yeah. an idiot and and uh so i never did that again mm-hmm. but um I, I kept drinking but we just hit it better yeah, yeah. We, got, we got better hit, hiding it And but it, you know it was it was just part of my life it, sure. and at the same time you know i had a girlfriend i was sleeping it was just but when he left i moved in with my girlfriend mm. And we were on the fast track to the bottom. You know, we were we were gonna create poverty. Yeah, and and live in it. That was that I was gonna be impoverished in Weaverville for the rest of my life.
1: It's so crazy to think about the, I guess the disruption that that season he created. I think he did help protect you from some of the life choices, but then when he left, you went right back to derailing yourself. And I know that the only reason why you got back on the tracks and changed was because you found Jesus.
0: Yeah, at 21. Yeah. Yeah, So I was... Five years, but but the Lord put Chris Valentin.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, when did Chris show up?
0: Yeah, and 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 he was only seven years older than me, so he was like a big brother. He was, you know, he, he wants the dad He he, part. <laughs> he likes to say, "Who's your daddy?" You know, like not you. You're not my daddy. You're my bro. And but for five years, he's trying to mm-hmm. pressure me to go to church and whatever, whatever. So
1: when did you meet Chris?
0: You started I was 16.
1: working. Okay. And and your stepdad left when you were fifteen. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So it was like the Lord just putting these these posts in my life, mm-hmm. and um, but I had men. I mean, my bosses were men. Mm-hmm. Um, the community of of people I worked with were all men. So I'm I'm looking around, but they're all just you know in my mind they're crazy. They're just all crazy, but I, I'm I'm soaking up the lessons. But when but when I get saved at 21, I'm surrounded by this community of brothers, and that's the game changer, I think. And I think that's what's missing primarily. We can we can harp on the father problem, but mm-hmm. I really think for men, it's a brother problem. Like you have got to be surrounded by healthy. Whole, mature brothers, because you need some feedback.
2: Mm.
0: You know, as you go off the rails, one of your friends has got to say, knock it off. Yeah. Not the police. You know, as an adult man, they, there's really nobody to tell you to knock it off outside of the police because you can do whatever you want for as long as you want. And if you surround yourself with yourself, you just become more of that. Yeah. And if you surround yourself with other narcissistic, mm. abusive, self-centered, m- manipulating consumers, then you essentially enter a contest with them. And it's it's a it's a a journey towards who can be the biggest pig and who can consume the most Mm -hmm. of beauty and resources. And that is the opposite of what a man is there to do. A man is really there to serve.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. His, His primary life and character looks like Christ. And so that's what changed my life. Yeah. That was, you know, age 21. I, I met a pile of those guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I had never seen anything like it. I had never seen anything close to it. I, I kind of felt like I was in Australia. You know, the first time I ever went <laughs> to Australia, I like, what's that? What's that? What, goodness, what is that? I've never seen a tree like that before. What is that a cockatoo in the backyard? Somebody, hey. And we left the window open in the pet store. Like, no, just flocks of those things. Seriously, where am I? That's how I felt with all these men that loved their wives,
2: mm-hmm.
0: had, uh, were raising their own children.
2: Yeah,
0: this was. Uh, you, you guys have been married for twenty-five years to the to one person, with, <laughs> and these are all your children. This is yeah, how, where where am I? That group of men began to pour into my life and I, I i owe everything that's going on in my life right now to that experience.
1: It's pretty um, wild to think about how foreign this experience was from, you know, you getting saved to your upbringing of having... Seen men that are willing to fight for their family, to defend, to protect, to honor, mm-hmm. to live a, a certain standard um, so naturally. You know, it wasn't like they had to go to school for it. It wasn't like they had a, to read a bunch of books for it. They just had this surrendering of their heart to the Lord and to live a godly lifestyle. And that's kind of was enough of their compass to this is who we're going to bring obviously there's all these resources to make you better at that but i always uh, you know the the ability to be selfish isn't just restricted to people that are non-christians at all
2: mm-hmm.
1: but the that community of men that you're talking about and the permission for feedback feels like it it did really change so much of the game for you, because you had all the makings of being a really selfish guy. You probably would have been quiet, not as loud as some other guys, because that's just more of who you are. You're not as obnoxious. But it's, it's just really intriguing, this brotherhood um, spin that you've kind of proposed with the fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. So how do you become... Because we have such a fatherlessness issue going on, and you're talking about you got to become a good brother, how do you become a good brother if you don't have a father?
0: Great question. Um, I remember uh, sometime, you know, last couple of years, I saw uh, a newscast about this place in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. It was a, a high school... Um, I think they had 20 some arrests in 3 days mm. on the campus for these guys fighting. And it was, you know, it was crazy like shut the school down these kids are fighting 3 days in a row. Mm. And some some dads found out about it. And this one dad in particular he created this organization called Dad's on Duty. And it was fascinating to watch this thing. These, these, This group of men, they just linked arms and they went to the school. They're at this high school and they've said to the principal and, the, and whoever else they needed permission from, can we help? We'll just show up. We'll just be there when they get there. And ess- in essence what happened is... This this group of dads see that, that their their children need to be protected and they came together. And mm-hmm. that group of fathers that came together became a band of brothers. Mm. They are now working together towards a common goal to protect,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, to provide resource for the school that is in so so much peril, to to connect with these kids that are strangers and a bunch of them are fatherless. Mm. And now you got these men all over the school every single day, and these boys are not about to mess with those dads. Yeah, they'll mess with each other. You know, and and it it was you know the comments I I remember was the the news station was interviewing them and these kids are saying we feel safer,
2: mm.
0: we feel protected, uh we feel more like ourselves again. We we stop fighting. We um. No one took on any of these men.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're like we take on a teacher because we have given ourselves so much permission to be disrespectful to this particular teacher, and they can't really do anything to us. But all these new relationships with these men are untested. <laughs> and so I'm not sure if that guy will kick my butt yeah. if I push the line with him. And this one girl says, have you ever seen the look? Have you ever got the look from a dad? Yeah. And so these guys are just like try me.' Yeah. Yeah make my day, punk, you know, it was just kind of, and it was just that energy, that dad energy, and they were collected as a unit, and they're laughing together, they're moving together, the kids can all see that it's not just one, it's a it's a whole team. I remember an uh, uh, African uh, proverb that says, you know, if you don't initiate, the young men into the village, they'll light it on fire just to feel its warmth.
2: Hmm.
0: And you're like, this is because the young men didn't build anything. They haven't built anything. They just really know how to destroy things. So the dads, the men, the brotherhood, who have built everything that these kids were born into are the only ones that are going to protect it. So you have to actually teach a boy
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Act like a man and protect what you're experiencing. Protect what has been built for you. Mm-hmm. Protect the women. Protect the the uh, the systems. Steward responsibly your environment, mm-hmm. because boys just naturally know <laughs> how to break stuff. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, if you give a, a little boy a car, he'll tear it apart. He'll be out there with a hammer smashing it. You know, you give a, a, a model of something, he'll just tear it apart. You
1: know. <laughs> what is um, its limits?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's just in the human heart to destroy. And you, maturity is what trains you to make your surroundings better.
1: Mm-hmm. i i love the that story i'd be curious as to um where it's at today you know because mm-hmm. it, it happened a couple years ago and and how maybe these young men are choosing to protect something that these dads have created mm-hmm. i wonder what the partnership looks like now and, and what it's um shifted well
0: it's a national organization now. no it's mm-hmm. happening on numerous campuses now. Oh, that's awesome. so that yeah so they've mm-hmm. Every, you know, every collection of men, mm-hmm. brothers, you know, they become brothers. They, they, uh, they say, How do we do that for our kids? Mm-hmm. How do you, and they go, Well, you just got to have it's a point, part. man. It's the most responsible, make him the leader. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty fantastic. The, the masculine energy that is, Pointed mm-hmm. at a community, you know it is is it's exactly what's missing, yeah that's why fatherlessness is so devastating to homes to schools, to communities you know our our kids are training themselves to burn down the village to feel its warmth,
2: hmm.
1: yeah now this uh this topic that we're discussing the f- the fun thing is that I'm kind of getting kicked out but it's okay yeah because I'm gonna be replaced with a bunch of fathers yes that are becoming a band of brothers mm. um so you're gonna want to keep listening as we go through this series because I I mean I see the value in this and I experience it from coming from a home that has a father having a husband who's very engaged with our children as a father. But I don't know that I understand the fight in the, in the way that you men would mm-hmm. in creating this. So I'm excited to kind of have our listeners have a different take and viewpoint on this. And we also are going to have Chris Valentin join us because um, he just wrote a book on this, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. So you'll want to stick around as we go through this series as they um, unfold and, and kind of just speak to this from from different um, men that are amazing. We're going to have the mission on here as well. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to be talking, you know, they run an orphanage and they're trying to change an identity that these kids have been given that you are rejected or alone Mm -hmm. and restoring them to living a life, believing who they really are and called and, um, you know, inserting fathers in their life. And we love going down there. So we have a lot of... A lot of really great stuff packed in the upco- upcoming episodes. So mm-hmm. you won't want to miss that at all. Yeah. So excited. Mm-hmm. There'll
0: be some new voices on here. Yeah. Um, but it's all uh, brilliant conversation mm-hmm. and uh, going to be super helpful for how do we course correct and, you know, add life giving support to our families, to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll have. Have a perspective of really what what does family look like on so many different levels, and what does it mean to become a whole healthy person? Yeah, that you know that can then go be a a whole healthy family. Yeah, that can change the whole the whole world.
1: And that's what we're after. Yeah, which is good. All right, well, we're going to jump into questions, so we'll be back in just a minute.
0: we want to tell you a truly inspirational story. In 1997, starting with nothing but their faith, Steve and Kathy Horner sold everything and moved from Weaverville, California, to Tijuana, embarking on a journey to create an orphanage. Since then, over 5,000 children have been rescued, loved, and restored through the mission's radical faith-based approach. And Now, over 30 years later, Jimmy and Gina Horner, their children, are continuing to fight, believing that the church can create an orphanless world.
1: They are transforming nations one child at a time, and you can be a part of this incredible mission by joining the mission's sponsor program. For just $30 a month donation, this directly helps the children's needs and allowing the mission to create an extended community of care around these kids. By joining the sponsorship program, you'll receive a monthly newsletter, which I love to get, and updates on the kids that you're sponsoring. And these kids that you're sponsoring come from all over the world, Mexico, Romania, and Nicaragua. I mean, they're providing services like orphan care, after-school programs. They are doing all sorts of amazing things to help better these children.
0: We are believing with them that within our lifetime, an orphanless world is possible, And every contribution brings us closer to that reality. Your generosity can change lives and transform nations.
1: It's as easy as visiting this website, www.themission.org forward slash sponsor. This is how you become a sponsor for a child today. Just remember, we are partnering with The Mission and helping create whole, healthy people that create whole, healthy families. All right. We're back with questions. Uh, in case you didn't know, we are going to keep taking questions on this topic of fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. So please uh, DM us and send them to either me or you, Danny, Brittany, you know, that's <laughs> in case you didn't know who that was. Uh, and we'll get them on the show because that that's what we love to answer your questions. You've said it's your favorite thing, which means you got to keep giving us your questions. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you do that. Um, and we'll keep bringing them up. So, all right. I, I have question number two that's written on here is probably one of the questions that um, has, Ben and I are pretty pa- passionate about this topic. And, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it around this issue of fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. So the question is, does passiveness in men lead to some of the fatherlessness issues that we are seeing?
0: 100 percent yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it's uh, it's the equivalent of uh, somebody somebody breaks in the house in the mm-hmm. middle of the night and the husband tucks his knees up to his chest <laughs> and looks at his wife and says what are you gonna do yeah and you're like how disgusting <laughs> is that thought
1: <laughs> i have actually been in a situation that where if ben would have done that i <laughs>
0: Yeah, you to stabbed him with a fork.
1: <laughs> would have not gone well at all.
0: <laughs> Poor guy. All he had was a fork.
1: <laughs> he defended our honor with the fork. But I, I mean, yeah, being in that situation, yeah. if that would have been Vince's response, I, I,
0: honey, honey, wake up, honey. I heard a noise outside.
1: I would have moved Go back ahead. in with you guys. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, it. Uh, it that's the, the challenge in relationships in in a home environment is for the man to find his courage Mm -hmm. for the man to to enter the 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 vulnerability of a hard conversation the vulnerability of a decision that you could be you could be wrong Mm -hmm. you could you will be you you know (laughs) plan on it (laughs) yeah uh the uh the expression of your needs, and mm-hmm. to stand there in the light, and and to let your wife, even your children, see that you need something. Uh, the the bulletproof calloused man is is just as yeah. useless in that moment as the one. Uh, what is it? Uh, saving Private Ryan. There's mm-hmm. a you know a famous war movie where you know there's this guy that is supposed to be bringing ammunition to his friend who's upstairs in a hand-to-hand combat with with a, a, a German soldier you know they're they're fighting and he's he's got the solution he's running up to bring him what he needs and he just gets scared and he just tucks hmm. and sits on the stairs and listens while the enemy kills the guy he was supposed to br- add strength to. Mm-hmm. And then the German sh- soldier comes down the the stairs, looks at him kind of in disgust uh, with a smirk, sees him covered in ammunition and has a gun. He doesn't even, not even threatened by the coward, and trots right past him. Mm-hmm. And it's just the the bottom falls out of a man when he loses his courage, to add strength, mm-hmm. to uh, you know, supply your 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 teenager, your daughter, your wife, your, you know, your son, your brother with strength that they need. Mm-hmm. It's only on the other side of showing up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So passivity in a man is, uh that's toxic yeah. masculinity right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, toxic masculinity is a – we like to talk about that one a lot. I, I, I wanted to go back to one of the things you said, um, putting on display your needs and not being the calloused, you know, um, bulletproof. One, I was listening to Delaney describe her dad to someone the other day. And um, she says, you know, my dad is brave, tender. And present, Mm -hmm. and I thought that's as beautiful because because Ben doesn't need to be loud, obnoxious, aggressive, overbearing. He doesn't or distant, but he what we 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 fought in our marriage and him being a father in our home was him showing up and being all those things that she's now describing. Mm -hmm. Is he had a fight through the passive to keep his needs on the table because he married a very ob- large, obnoxious woman mm. who just won't stop. And I am just like very, I have opinions about everything. So to for him to keep it on the table and not become super passive was a, a battle that we had to learn. And it did show up in his parenting because mm. I just took over. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think this, when we meet with p- people and marriages and then the man has taken that passive role and he has a, nothing but a scared wife and children because he's not engaged in that mm-hmm. and and so this is i mean as as much as that you're going to make mistakes absolutely mm-hmm. and there's lots of that that we did mm-hmm. being on the other side of it is most rewarding thing that we have in our marriage is that Ben fought that one mm-hmm. and he won
0: yeah and the, the the brotherhood aspect of this is just team. You have team. Mm-hmm. you know two men working together, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes says two, two, two are better than one.
2: Yeah.
0: and uh, it, it speaks to w- another key to uh, the fatherlessness problem is the breakdown of the marriage, the mm-hmm. team.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When the team breaks down, the kids suffer the most. You want to you want to be you want to give something to your children, love their mom, mm-hmm. do a great job. You know I don't have any bumper stickers there are that say that, but you know it <laughs> could it, be the
1: next ones that we produce. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. It's true. Get your team together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Be a team. Bring strength to your family, and and it, it's men be a team, but husband and wife be a team. Mm-hmm. You got to work it out. You got to do the the team building work. For your family, so that your family can be a team. Lead your family in being a team. Yeah, and that's you know, that's another key contribution to fatherlessness. Is yeah, there's a dad in the home, but the team's broken.
1: Yeah. Well, the next question we have is it talks about how fathers are supposed to um, go to church, set an example for their kids, and the spiritual community. The question is, what would you say to dads? And men who are not going to church, how will this affect their kids? Like, I think of that team aspect. Like, mm-hmm. they're, what is the example that you're trying to set for your kids? And will that have an effect mm-hmm. if dads don't go to church and have value for their spiritual development and mm-hmm. growth?
0: I, I'm assuming these are Christian dads, right?
1: I uh, guess. I think. Would, yeah. yeah I would, um, I think so. Well,
0: it's an example. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your kids are watching you, whether you want them to or not, and the whole. Do as I say, don't do as I do thing. Doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I remember uh my mom puffing on a cigarette. <laughs> you know, she says, hey, I might get you with one of these. I'm like, Well, what you don't know is I am stealing them out of their <laughs> fridge and I'm smoking them, you know, while you're at work. Okay, yeah. Da, 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 that da. Da. And that is uh yeah, my mom used to keep a carton of cigarettes in the I fridge. I so you pull them out of the back because she just opened the front, you know, you just pull them out of the back <laughs> and she thinks, okay we're good i don't know if she wasn't counting them whatever you know but the the example is is the download to your family so if if the dad is not participating with the team the family won't be a team that's just how this works it's not necessary to participate in spiritual disciplines and uh it, it's not necessary. It's mm-hmm. it's just an option. So it's inconvenient, and I don't want to do it. So it's an option.
1: What do you think about the? Uh, I think statistically, as far as church, Mother's Day is most attended, Father's Day is the least attended. Mm-hmm. It feels like it falls in this. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that Father's Day is the least attended?
0: oh I I think it's because men like to do stuff. Like mm-hmm. they like that's. Manly behavior is go do stuff, Uh, not necessarily
1: gather. Yeah, you know,
0: (laughs) be the hub Mm -hmm. as much as let's go check that out. Let's go do that thing. You know, I bet there's there's something over there. So if if you ask the dad, well, if you could do anything, what would it be? Over there, (laughs) you know that that thing I don't get to do as much of, Mm -hmm. whereas. You know, the mom would say, oh, my family all in one spot, you know, together. Let's go have lunch. I mean, they, I, I bet you that it's the same thing with restaurants. Like the uh, restaurants are just booming on Mother's Day and mm, probably not so much on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. It's more like uh, there's a... Take
1: the mountain.
0: Take the mountain or dad's cooking in the backyard or... Um, the grill or, he just got. Yeah, you know, something, something, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it it uh, it does feel like the the need to go, the need to do, the the, the even even the t- the need to be away from people, hmm. you know, is I think much stronger in men than it is with women.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Which is pre- another part of the brotherhood problem
2: mm-hmm.
0: is if if a man has the option to do. What he wants, he's alone. <laughs> he's alone. He's doing something alone. He's like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, okay, well, alone. That's not true. <laughs> okay, what what would I like to do with the family? I think that's what you meant to say, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that is just there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, they very very few women pioneers. You know walking through the woods for years alone you know it's it's uh it's kind of a man's world
1: and we're gonna get all sorts of uh, responses on that one (laughs) Yeah, bring it (laughs) bring it uh okay another question we got was how do you respond how do i respond to my child who's dealing with uh envy jealousy and confusion because the other kids have a father and they don't
0: Um, I, I think you, you can listen, you know, I don't, unless you're, uh, you know, changing that about your family dynamic. I mean, I was raised by a a single mom. I was in Cub Scouts, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, so I remember being surrounded by kids that I was the kid, kid in the room that didn't have a dad present. And, uh, every time we had a jamboree or, a uh, you know, we, they would give us this little bag of uh, wooden parts, mm-hmm. you know, and some instructions, and it was your job to, to turn this into a project and produce it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, and they, they would hand it to me, and it, it might have been, uh, you know, like uh, uh, hieroglyphics that I was supposed to interpret or something. I'm like, what do I do with this bag? You know, yeah. And my buddy's dad would grab my bag. Yeah because he's going to build his for his son.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? And so that's what he does. He turns this back thing into uh a NASA launch pad with the, a capsule that comes off. You know, and he had all the tools and he had the workbench and he had the drill and the sand you know, and the paint and he did this thing and he handed it to, to me. I'm like Wow, (laughs) you did that, and then he built his his son a little salt and pepper shaker thing, and and it worked, and it was like, and and so his son got first place, Mm -hmm. I got third place, Mm -hmm. so the dad got first and third, (laughs) and but I was upset that I I lost, you know, I was like, I got third place, I got a, a. you know, uh, silver mm-hmm. or whatever blue—I ri- don't remember what it was—but I, but I just, just was looking what? at mine. Like mm-hmm. he didn't try as hard on mine as he did his own sons because he loves his son more. And you know, it was just—it was totally what was going on inside of me. Yeah, but I had friends who had dads, mm-hmm. and I, I don't—you know—that's probably m- many kids, many more kids today have friends who don't have dads. So it's. Uh, I think that's maybe a different momentum these days, which is. Uh, the families that are intact, if you mm-hmm. will, you know, are harder to come by, and so it's much more natural to not have a pesky father, ruin all your fa- all your plans.
1: Hmm. I've watched uh, Lincoln's Taekwondo uh there's a few kids in there that their moms are the only ones that I ever see um that are in there at all the award ceremonies all the things so uh and what I've heard them talk about they are divorced dad's not really engaged what I've loved watch happen is um his teachers step in and help them tie their belt help them mm-hmm. adjust say did you what's your mom say I mean what I I hear you saying is that your mom puts you in an environment where there's other dads Mm -hmm. that were willing Mm -hmm. to step in and be that role model. And that I see that happening in Lincoln's Taekwondo studio. And I I love watching it because I think that is so much what this child needs. Mm -hmm. And your willingness to be inconvenienced Mm -hmm. because it's not your kid. You don't have that responsibility, but you've given your life to serving these kids. And I mean, I can't say enough about his little taekwondo plays they just they give their life for these kids and there's a bunch of young boys in there that don't have dads that are running around
0: yeah and you think about what happened to the cub scouts you know the boy scouts whole deal is the enemy targets that with Mm -hmm. predators who then go on to exploit these these little boys young lives and and then a whole nation's perspective of what was otherwise a way to build mm-hmm. young men, yeah. and now it's it's nationally agreed upon that is a sewage pond, that's a dangerous place. You would never do that, and you know every every place where y- you could trust a group of. Masculine leaders to impart strength and an example to your your children. The enemy works to make that a scary place, including the church.
2: Yeah,
0: you know, top billing is Catholic priests abusing all the altar boys, and you know uh, that this pedophile is a pastor in that church, and so. Every gathering of, uh, of of men becomes a, a scary place. Mm-hmm. So single moms are afraid that everywhere they would put their vulnerable children, there's an exploitation waiting for them, which isn't true, but it could happen. And maybe on a scale more today than, than when I was a kid, because porn has just ravaged the, the heart of men. Mm-hmm. They they forgot that they're protectors oh. because of their practice of exploitation
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, through porn.
1: I guess that's why it's all the more reason for us to really develop that band of brothers that holds us accountable and gives us feedback.
0: Absolutely. And if you surround yourself with a bunch of men that are doing porn and, and have somehow turned it into a lifestyle, then, you know, that that part of you stays broken. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important that you you surround yourself with men who are going to challenge you mm-hmm. to, to level up, you know, to, to be yeah. a, a great provider. Uh, that starts with, I will protect other people yeah. from me.
2: Mm.
0: Step one, I will protect you from my selfishness from my punishing anger, from my uh, distraction, from my uh, poor priorities. I will protect you from being a consumer to the vulnerability of this house.
1: Hmm. That's why we need whole healthy people. Yes, Because they create whole healthy families. Absolutely. And we're gonna dive so much into this. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you all. I'm I'm praying for encounters and revelation, and that heaven would inv- invade earth yeah. and all of this, and that um, things get restored like never before. Yeah. So awesome. Well, you're gonna want to stay tuned because it's gonna be exciting around here. I'm pretty darn <laughs> sure. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Kylo Show
0: thanks for listening never miss an episode of the kylo show by subscribing to apple Podcasts, spotify or watch us on the loving on purpose youtube channel don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to the the kylo show is produced by ali armading co-produced by ashley beck and anna hill sound engineered and edited by taylor silk and show promoter christian zamora don't forget whole healthy families gonna save the world